Hi, my name is Brandon Laird, and you're listening to The Salvationist Podcast. Welcome to another episode of Mission in a Pandemic, a six-episode podcast that will feature insights into how the Salvation Army is adapting as we reopen during the pandemic. Today, we're going to talk with Captain Nicholas and Major Heather Samuel, Corps officers at London Citadel, who will offer a perspective from the Corps during mission in a pandemic. Welcome today, folks. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Brandon. It's good to be with you. Thank you. How has London Citadel continued ministry throughout COVID-19? We've seen a number of changes in that, uh, obviously, our Sunday worship, like everybody else, had to change Uh, We had the opportunity to go fully online uh, very quickly because just a year prior to the COVID outbreak, we had implemented live streaming of our Sunday meetings. And so using the tech team uh, who put that together, we were able to go online for Sundays. Things like women's ministries and seniors ministries had to suddenly close down and wait until further notice, which at the time was give us to the end of April for the whole territory. And we've seen that extend further just because of the nature of what we're in in a pandemic at the moment. Uh, Youth ministries, again, kind of on hold in the physical gathering, but um, they've been able to do some door-to-door deliveries, online curriculum, and uh, we also went through a short phase of doing the youth challenges until summer started, which... Every every day they had a different challenge to do, like make dinner for your family. And then there was a, a memory verse in a scripture reading. And every Sunday, their challenge was to watch the online service. And the memory verse went along with that as well. Our youth groups are starting to meet together a little more online for this month, possibly doing some outdoor things, depending on how things look as we get further along. What does reopening look like as you transition from summer to the the fall time at London Citadel? I think the two words that we're using mostly are slow and phased. Slow in the sense that we're not in any hurry to immediately rush back to everything that we did before because we know that that comes with too big a risk. And phased speaks into the same kind of thing, but we're going to do what we can when we can in different ways. Our Sunday worship is going to remain online for the time being, and it probably always will stay online uh, in addition to physical meeting, but at the moment there is no physical meeting. We've just transitioned from pre-recording, which we've done since March, um, on a Thursday evening and then uh, releasing the Sunday meeting on a Sunday morning via YouTube. And so this week was our first live broadcast where there was ourselves, the CSM, band of 10 people and the worship team or the pianist each week. And so that's been good to see that change to some kind of live communication method on Sunday. Other ministries are still staying online in some cases, uh, others on hold. Uh, the youth programs? Our youth programs, um, we have now gone to um, online uh, Thursday night Sunday school teaching, and that starts actually tonight. 
all of our young people receive the link to be able to do that, um, as well as our Thursday night program, which is normally a sight to behold on a Thursday evening. It's a wonderful program of um, music and getting together our timbrels, all our YP bands, because we have um, three, y four YP bands, really, um, that run on that night. Um, they will all be moving online, perhaps in some cases to one-on-one -on -one tutelage for the kids um, in their music. And we are also instituting online theory, um, which seems to be something that they're interested in doing. So all of that's moving online. Our women's ministries is remaining not meeting together currently, hopefully with um, a weekly or a monthly online sense of some form for them but we're still working out the details on how that is going to look. Uh, Bible study groups are meeting via Zoom, beginning with the first one for the adults tonight, and then the youth ones will return to what they were doing in Zoom before the summer uh, next week. I, I really liked what you said about slow and phased, um, about how you're approaching this. And uh, a lot of people, you know, it's been six months or, or longer, and uh, they just want to get back together. But it's going to be um, difficult to physically get back together at church. How has this affected your church life? Um, it's it's um, very interesting because we have a number of people in the high-risk category that um, need to actually take it easy when it comes to meeting together, including myself um, with some of the things that go on in my health. I have health issues that make it a little more difficult. Interestingly, not all of them, but a number of people that would be in the higher risk categories are itching to get back together. Um, and some that are not in that category, but understand the need to just be slow and phased. And so it's just very interesting to have that perspective on there and we do have um a number of things where people are saying we need to get back together and so we try to temper that with phone calls or doorstep visits or things like that yeah it's certainly quite the variety of opinions that we've seen in the media and that reflects our own congregations from those who are desperate to simply see other people regardless of anything that's going on, to those who are now afraid to leave the house in some cases. And so that balancing act of, will we see those people? We've already had a number of people, I'm sure others uh, in different situations have had the same thing where uh, there are those with health concerns who've said, we won't be back until there's a vaccine or until long after that, we'll have to wait and see how the safety of the world goes. And so it's balancing that thing with those who are saying, right, come on, let's get going. It's quite the challenge. And even if we do have a vaccine, some people are concerned about the, the rush to the vaccine. And, and there's all those other uh, challenges with vaccines that people have in the past as well. So there's lots of uh, things to balance. But I like that slow and phased approach is probably two good words to, to consider in this, in this season. What are some of the challenges that you guys have faced during the COVID-19 season? I think the biggest one was just the, the big shock of the change of everything uh, and how to handle every situation that came along uh, where we normally do one particular thing and all of a sudden we can't do that. We need to do something different. 
Um, for the online ministry for our Sundays, for example, the biggest change there is the amount of time it takes to put that together because it's no longer a case of where we would do our usual prep during the week and then show up on the Sunday and within that hour and a half of the Sunday, you've communicated with the congregation, worshipped together and supported each other and seen all these people and shaken hands and got to see people. Uh, But now you're actually spending an entire evening recording different takes of different parts of the worship team or the ensemble and then the sermon and various parts of the meeting because those people can't be in the same room at the same time as each other. And so that's a good few hours of one evening. Then there's a day and a half editorial process for our tech team afterwards. That was what it was. And now that Mm. we've gone back to live... Um, you still have the distance of everything in the room. Um, but at the same time, we meet an hour earlier than when we go live so that we can have a quick run through to make sure that the sound levels are all right, the visual levels, so we know which camera we're looking at when, um, and even just making sure that we're cautious of the one-way system and rehearsing the one-way system to make sure that those who are involved are adhering to the protocols that way as well. Yeah, so beyond the uh, the actual production of putting the Sunday together, there's the concern of those who have no internet access or no device in order to join with us there. For example, one couple at the core who, by choice, just don't do computers. And so with no internet access at home, the lady's sister in the apartment a few floors down would hold the phone up to the computer speakers so that um, whilst they were watching the live stream, their sister could be hearing it over the phone in the apartment. And so it's looking for those kind of things, those, the people who have been missed out is uh, one of the challenges that's been faced. Another challenge has been doing the pastoral visitation. We've had a few people that have had to enter hospital, and of course we cannot even go to the hospital to um, visit with them. And we, I remember we had one where somebody had to go to the hospital and they had no way to get home. And Nick had to go and pick them up and he had to follow all these protocols and actually call the hospital to tell them the color of our car and license plate number so that when the hospital brought the person out to the car, they knew which car to bring them to. And the hospital also had to make sure that Nick had a mask available because this gentleman had just been to the hospital. Um, So there's that kind of challenge that we faced as well. And just doing regular visitation with our congregation um, has been difficult as well because Again, you have a number who are in a higher risk category and they don't even want to do a porch visit because of the nervousness of what could happen with that. Those are some interesting challenges that you guys are experiencing there. It pretty much seems like anytime you go into any area of your regular life from before COVID to the hospital, to the store, to the DMV, everything's changed. So there seems to be like barriers and you're relearning everything. Um, How are you guys overcoming those barriers at London Citadel? One of the big ministry things that we've had to readjust completely is what we call Operation Mobilizing Hope. 
which has been our Tuesday night food truck that goes out to feed the homeless at three different venues downtown. And obviously, because of the situation of volunteers being at risk and food involved, uh, we were unable to do that pretty much straight away in March. And we're still trying to figure out how we're going to pick that up again very soon. However, uh, we're fortunate that the Centre of Hope downtown were asked to take on the food ministry that they did with community meals from the car park through, from the emergency vehicle, some of which was uh, funded and hosted by the city, which was fantastic. So we were able to put a couple of our volunteer teams forward to support the uh, Centre of Hope food ministry that way um, because we were unable to do what we did. Other things that we've done, we've... We've actually just finished last week baking home-baked goods to deliver to just over 200 households in the core. Working our way through the core directory, there were some households we didn't manage to get to because in an apartment block, people just weren't home to answer the door and you didn't want to leave it and they wouldn't see it because they go through the driveway door. And then there are others who, (laughs) the surprise find out that somebody's moved house, things like that. Um, but so that's one thing that we've been done, we've been able to do, which has included, uh, doorstep visits because it means that you knock on the door, you put the parcel on the porch, take a few steps back. And, uh, when they answer the door, you're able to say, hello, how are you? And just have a brief conversation for five or 10 minutes, uh, before you move on. One of the nice things about that too was we were able to include our whole family because we did all the home baking here from home. The boys would help us with the baking and would come in the car with us to do the delivery of the baked goods. It really became a holistic family ministry for us to be able to do that, which was really good for us as a family during this time as well. And one of the other things that we did do very early on was we divided the core directory between the members of the Pastoral Care Council. Because the number of households on there, the the band members were taken care of by the band pastoral team, the songsters by the songster pastoral team, and the rest of the core uh, between the PCC. And so people had a list of about 16 or 20 households where They'd send them a card or an email or drop their phone call every three or four weeks just to kind of say hello, how are things, make sure that all is well. So there's been a number of barriers, things to completely relearn in many parts of life, but uh, some of them we've overcome, others we're still working on because we haven't found any magic answers for some things yet. And the last question I have for you today is um, what new opportunities or things that you've had to innovate during uh, that have come out during this time? I think one of the innovations is looking at things that might have been done in the past. For example, reaching out to people just by presenting them with home-baked goods rather than um, doing an in-home visit kind of thing. Or um, doing um, school drops instead of necessarily sending a text message or having a youth group event before school where you can talk with them. Just going in and doing a back-to-school drop So I think looking back to some of the things that were done pre-COVID, but even um, pre-technology days to reach out to people has been one of the innovations and and experiences that we're taking with us 
that the personal touch is still really important. Yeah, I think one of the key things is that we haven't really done anything amazingly groundbreaking or astoundingly new. It's just been a case of we'll try it. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, then we'll try something else and uh, explore. Uh, Perhaps one of the innovative things that we've seen in the territory that's kind of come from our core is uh, with our bandmaster also being the bandmaster of the Canadian Staff Band, he's done some uh, work towards the concert that we saw a couple of weeks ago from the CSB uh, with the smaller groups. And that's the kind of thing we're going to be working on, hopefully with our core band as well, if we're still able to do that in a few weeks. And so trying to maintain some kind of regular pattern to our season in that we're able to share some ministry with people online, just doing things differently, but still trying to do something to reach people to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Heather and Nicholas, for taking time to connect with us and to update our listeners on how London Citadel is continuing to worship and serve your community during the pandemic. You can see their Sunday live stream at londoncitadel.ca. Thanks for listening to the Salvationist Mission in a Pandemic podcast. For new episodes, be sure to visit salvationist.ca slash podcast. For more army news, visit salvationist.ca. And if you would like to get the news delivered directly to your email inbox, sign up for our newsletter at salvationist.ca slash newsletter.